from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. I'm with Matt Smith, who is VP of Marketing for Greenbox, a San Bruno-based company that designs energy meters for homes. Thanks for joining me today, Matt. Thank you. So for listeners unfamiliar with Greenbox, can you give me a short intro describing what the company offers? Sure. The company is developing a web-based energy management system that helps residential customers understand how much energy they're using and things they can do to conserve. Uh, we are deploying that in partnership with local utilities, uh, and they are taking this out to their customers on top of their smart meter deployments. And you've said that you're passionate about empowering people with information to combat global warming. Where did that concern for the environment come from? From my perspective, I, had, before joining Greenbox, had been getting a degree in sustainable management and thinking about how we could apply technology to today's environmental problems. And I had the realization that one of our major sources of energy and emissions is electricity usage in homes, and that we really had no feedback on how to make better decisions about how to use energy in the home. The monthly bill you know, gives you one reading once a month after the fact, and it's really not at all helpful in making better decisions about conserving energy in the home. But yet that's our sole source of, of information. And so I thought, well, it would be great if we could make a product that gave people deeper insight into their energy use in real time as it's happening so they can make better decisions about their energy use. I, I kind of equate it to thinking about the dashboard on a car. So imagine if the last 20 years, you know, you've been driving a car with no dashboard, but yet you were still expected to obey all the laws and the speed limits. It would be really hard. But, and that's what we've been doing with our homes is we have no dashboard. On, home, on how we use energy. And so what Greenbox is, is it provides that dashboard for customers. All right. So you're talking about, people talk about the Prius effect, mm -hmm. where you can see your miles per gallon instantly. Absolutely. You know, so you can see how your, the heaviness of your foot on that pedal is influencing your, your mileage. Absolutely. And there's been many studies that have been done at the academic level that have shown just simply giving people this real-time feedback will save, you know, 10 to 15% on their energy bill just by understanding how much they're using when. So why is home energy metering the solution, do you think? You see right now a lot of news in, in the marketplace around the smart grid. And it's in the news and people talk about it all. And so utilities are deploying these smart meters, which provide this function of measuring how much people are using on a real-time basis. So instead of having a person walking around and measuring that information once a month, they're actually measuring it in 15-minute in or, or half-hour intervals. And so you have a lot more detailed information about um, how and when you're using energy. And so, um, but those smart meters by themselves don't really provide any value to the customer. It's just giving the utility the ability to better measure the performance of their grid. And so by providing this software interface in this web-based platform that Greenbox is developing, we can, give, we can leverage this rich data stream that's being created and give people deeper insights. And so if you think about um, our electricity usage on the planet, 25%, 24% of our energy use is going towards electricity in this country. And it's a huge source of greenhouse gas emissions. And it's increasing. It's projected from the year 2000 to 2015. Our electricity usage is projected to increase by 25%. And that's primarily due to new, a lot more appliances being put in the home and a lot more lights. 
And, uh, and so this is a huge, you know, ramp up in terms of the greenhouse gas emissions. And so it's really something that we need to look at as a country and as a society of how do we start to manage this and start to, you know, make that curve go the other direction. And so there's been a, a, uh, studies done at the government level that show even with today's existing efficient technology, um, it would be pretty easy to have a 20 to 30 percent increase in efficiency. Um, just by installing the t- technology that exists today. And tell me more about your business model, Matt. You sell to utilities and also direct to consumers, is that right? That's correct. Uh, currently, we've been offering the product primarily to utilities, um, and so we will license our platform to them, and they will deploy it as part of the smart meter deployments. So typically, they will provide that, this our green box platform, to the customer for free as part of the electricity service is how most utilities are thinking about it. The smart meter, while smart metering rollouts are happening all across the country, they're happening regionally. And so and they're not all happening at once. Every utility is on a slightly different schedule. So for those people that are really engaged and want to have this product, we're also beginning to partner with energy efficiency experts who are going out and helping give people advice in terms of of how to conserve energy in their home and giving them the ability to install green box along with some hardware that will actually take the place of the smart meter and measure that so that people who are really interested can get up and running with the product without having to wait for their utility. So is this happening as we speak in Silicon Valley? It, it is happening. We are actually working with a few efficiency providers on early trials. Um, we haven't opened it up broadly yet to customers because we're getting feedback and making sure that the product is really working for people and that we have a methodology for doing the installations. Then tell me about competitors in this space, Matt. Yeah. There's a huge potential here. How many other startups are jostling um, for well, position? Well, we see quite a, bit of, uh, quite a few companies coming into the space in various different aspects. Um, but there's a lot of different approaches. So we see companies that are making hardware devices that might install in your home. You know, other companies are thinking about um, specific applications like demand response. But there haven't been any competitors that are focusing exclusively on the web portal piece. I think that's an approach that's a, a bit unique to Greenbox. Talking about competitors, what about Google's plan? They have come out with Google Power Meter. <laughs> when you read that announcement, how did you feel? Well, I mean, I think at you know, any stage when you're a small startup and a big competitor comes in, you kind of take stock of the situation. But, um, but it's pretty interesting. We think that it's actually accelerated our time to market uh, because they're, they're such a force you know, in the industry and everybody pays attention to them and everybody will write about them. And so what's happened as a result of them making this announcement about Power Meter is a, it's created a lot of conversations in the utility industry. And they are all thinking about, um, what do we do? You know, should we should we work with them? What's our portal strategy? And so, in many ways, they've kind of accelerated the market for these types of applications. And while I'm sure um, there are going to be a number of utilities that will be working with Google on that area, um, a lot of it does require them to send their data over to the Google website. And so, there are a number of utilities that are concerned about customer privacy and you know, do they really want to share that information? And thinking about how do they create their own experience. I have heard of a program in Britain Mm -hmm. where they actually installed meters in a small housing development. Have you heard about this? I'd love to hear more from you on the details of that. And I think I understand from my reading of it that they did compare you know, you were able to see, oh, the house next door is, has a much lower bill than me. And it, there was almost this peer pressure, positive incentive, which I find fascinating. Yeah. Because I think peer pressure 
could be something that will incentivize people to live more greenly. Yeah, and we think that that's going to be a big part of our platform of integrating this a lot of you know, body of research that's been done around behavioral science and energy usage. And that's going to be a really important key part of our product and how that's presented. Um, I'm reminded of an interesting study that was done around the uh, cards that you find in your hotel room. Uh, when you go in, that reminds mm -hmm. you to um, recycle your towels. And so yes. somebody did an experiment where they experimented with different wording on these cards, and they tried the environmental message and hey, it saves money message, and, and they got very little uptake with those types of messages. But when they gave a message that said, you know, 80% of the people in this hotel recycle their towels at least once during their stay, then um, – they saw a much huge intake, uptake in people actually exhibiting, you know, uh, recycling their towels. And then uh, they took that one step further, and then when they provide context-specific information that applied to your situation more personally, so the example of the message was 80% of the people who stay in this room recycle their towels at least once. They saw even a higher participation rate. And so I think this is very common of, of, of people when you're in an unsure situation of what to do, you know, should I take this environmental route or should I, you know, make my home more efficient or not. A lot of times people are looking around them to their neighbors and their family and friends for clues on how they should behave. And so if you can kind of energize the community and get the community engaged uh, in these types of behavioral changes, then I think we can get a lot higher participation rate. Um, and how, how is Greenbox specifically going to leverage that knowledge? Yeah. So we are actually working on a partnership with the Precourt Institute of Energy Efficiency at Stanford that has a lot of experience in this behavioral change. And they have been providing information and recommendations on things we can do to improve, you know, the Greenbox user interface to incorporate a lot of this scientific information uh, on behavioral studies. And we are actually in the process of planning a few trials uh, with them where I actually measure the effect of some of these types of, of, of information and how that's displayed. But do you see yourselves using it as a marketing tool to say 10% of the people in your neighborhood are using it? Or in what specific, you know, what specific use are you going to make of that information? Well, I think one thing will be the community comparison information and how that's presented to people. So it might be that subtle wording changes on how it's presented will um, cause a larger shift in behavioral change. And so what we ultimately, our goal is to continue to push up the type of response we're seeing in terms of efficiency gains you know, by people who are logging in and using the platform. And so we'll measure these, you know, specific ways that you, you can provide this information to folks. And then the ones that are successful will incorporate into the product long term. The ones that won't, we'll put by the side, and then we'll try some new things. Tell me about the Obama administration. It's obviously been a sea change in attitudes to environmentalism and energy since the Obama administration began in January. Can you talk about that and how that's affected your company? and also the stimulus package? Certainly the energy that's come in with the new administration around efficiency and smart grid has been nothing but an accelerant to the company, even just putting it into the news. I mean, that's a, a core part of the stimulus funding is around getting the smart grid going and improving energy efficiency. And so Greenbox sits right at the center of smart grid and energy efficiency. So that's a really great opportunity for us. Um, 
and we have been, um, I can't announce any specifics, but we have been involved um, with a few proposals uh, partnering with our utility partners who are going after stimulus funding and including Greenbox as part of that funding. Because you're working for a green company now, are you taking it home more and adopting more green habits and green behaviors at home? I definitely found that that happened for me um, when I got the system on my home and was able to start measuring what was happening and realized that you know, my base load or the energy that I'm using 24 hours a day just from all the stuff that's plugged in and pulling a little bit of energy all the time. The phantom energy. Yeah, right. was was huge, you know, compared to some of the other people in the company. And that made me very competitive because, well, why is mine so much higher? Pete's got, you know, four kids and the house is bigger, but my base load's larger than his. Well, so then I got to do something about that. And so, you know, that kind of competitive nature definitely came in. And what, what action did you take? Well, what was interesting was my particular situation, I found that um, I had a computer in the back room that we, I rarely used, but had a lot of peripherals plugged into it. And that was costing me about $150 a year, those types of things, printers, scanners, you know, other devices that you connect up to your computer and the idea that you'll use them one day, but you use them very rarely. And so what I did was I simply bought a, a, a smart power strip. And what this is, is it's a, it has a sensor on it that you plug the computer into one particular outlet on the power strip and all these other devices into the other outlets. And it senses when you've turned the computer on or off and then will cut the power to the other things at times when it's off or on standby. And that saved $150 a year and cost $30. And what, was that the only issue? Were well, that was other? one. There was another thing that I did is I, I had uh, uh, one of those robot vacuum cleaners that goes around oh, along the Roombas? with it. the Roomba. Yes. And then like a hand vac that were plugged in and recharging. Ah. And, uh, and they pulled energy 24 hours a day, even if they were, you know, the thing was recharged. And so what I did is I found a, a power strip that had a timer on it. Uh-huh. And I set it just to run two hours a day. The devices are always charged, but then it doesn't use any power outside of those two hours. And finally, I just want to ask, do you have advice for green entrepreneurs, people that are maybe working for Hewlett Packard or maybe just lost their jobs and they just have this enthusiasm, this passion for mm-hmm. doing something larger than themselves? Mm-hmm. What is your specific advice for people wanting to get into this green space? My advice is to do it. People specifically with technology background have really important skill sets to bring to the environmental challenges and can be applied you know, across a broad range of companies. So I think the thing is to think about your background and your experience and find the usable skills that are there and then think about how that can be applied other places. And that could mean starting your own company if you have a great idea and you want to you know, follow it. But it could mean getting involved with the many you know, companies that are starting up in this area. It's a, it's a hot space. Clean tech is really exciting. There's a lot of companies coming up, and, and they need great people. And so I think bringing those skills that you bear and, and finding that path that will bring that level of fulfillment and, and, and help you meet that desire, I think it's great. I can speak from experience that it's, uh, it's very fulfilling to, to make the shift. And do you think that getting your MBA or at least taking some courses in sustainable issues, do you think that is a key part? I took that path mainly because I had the luxury of uh, a bit of time off that I had decided to take, and I wanted to really immerse myself in the idea of sustainability. It wasn't so important to me to go you know, get an MBA because I felt like I had strong business skills from my previous experience, but I really wanted to immerse myself in this idea of sustainability and then spend some time really thinking about how to apply that to technology and the problems that we were facing. 
Um, but there's no reason people can't do that outside of that type of program um, or other things. I think it's a great path. It's a great program that I went through um, at the Presidio School of Management. But, you know, certainly there, there are other ways to go about it as well. Great. Well, Matt Smith, I really appreciate your taking the time for Fresh Dialogues today. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen, with special thanks to Tom Kromkowski and Carol Pecora for technical support, and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. Music